Holy bonus content, Batman. We have an extra episode of Don't Evolve Me. That's right, Dem fans. We got two extra episodes this week. In this episode, we discussed The Last of Us. And tomorrow, we release the State of Review, the MCU, Phase 4 with Ernie and Roe. And that will be tomorrow at 2.22 on Friday morning. In this episode, we got Michael Schumer. That's right. We got the Michael Schumer on the pod. We finally got him. Yes. Uh, in this episode, we go through episodes one through five in both the games. So, spoiler warning. If you don't want The Last of Us um, spoiled for you, don't listen to this pod until you watch those five episodes. And we do spoil a little bit of part one of the game. Not a little, not all of it. Just a little bit. We kind of talk about... Um, you know, everything up to episode five to this point. And yeah, that's all I got. Cue the music. Hey, welcome to Don't Evolve Me, the place like Ash Ketchum's Pikachu. We don't evolve, we just level up. And we got our special guest here today, Michael. Welcome. Happy to be here. I am adding. I am going to add some uh, applause. We don't have a you. I, we jokingly have guest members sometimes or audience members. They suck at clapping. Yeah, that's a shot at you, at Romero. If you're listening to this, that's a shot at you. Um, do your fucking job. Anyway, I am. I am happy for you to be here. I finally got you on the podcast. Been wanting you on, yeah. It took like a month, which isn't that long. (laughs) (laughs) Which isn't that long when you think about it. No, it isn't. It definitely flies by faster than one would anticipate. Uh, it does. A month is not a long time, but I've it feels like an eternity for me because this show that I had you come on to talk about, I've been wanting to talk about this forever, and I did. I get I got one demi, one don't evolve me mini episode into it. So I got to uh, I got to talk about it a little bit, but not to the point where I wanted to. I so feel that. I feel that. So, so, first thoughts on the show. Actually, hold on, we're getting way oh, too ahead man. of we're we're getting way too ahead of it. Okay, so for those wondering what we uh, I don't want to phrase this. So I don't know how often I'm going to be doing reviewing shows. I really don't because um, I want to take it like a case-by-case basis of what shows I review because I didn't want to get stuck on reviewing every single show because there's some shows that just I don't really care about. Some of these new um, Marvel shows, the Phase 4 shows, I'm thinking like Miss Marvel, Hawkeye, uh, Moon Knight, She-Hulk. I feel like I would get tired and bored if i was constantly doing a review for each episode so i kind of want to do a base by uh, case by case basis so i'm happy to talk about lost of us because i'm absolutely loving the show and part of me really wants to do uh, a week by week but we'll see we'll see how much time i have mandalorian definitely going to do a bunch of reviews for mandalorian uh, i already got a preview that's uh, that's been my new love we stopped get, watching game of thrones we finally finished uh, season six sapphire is caught up michael season six. Oh yeah she uh she watched all the way she watched originally all the way up to season six and then stopped at season seven season eight and i was like good for you whatever you come up with in good your head you, is, yeah. is probably better than what happened 
but she really wanted to watch season what, seven had some like good moments but they they both do yeah they both do um so yeah we're gonna do mandalorian but for now we're doing the last of us and i'm oh, excited man. but before before we do I... that though <laughs> I, i'm jumping the gun uh before we do that should we plug in our show our future show maybe we certainly can. All right. Maybe At should. some point, <laughs> we have no idea when, we are going to create a new show. And right now, the working title is Major Ramble. Uh, Major as an M-A-J, Michael and Jake. And then Ramble, because we like to ramble on. Two ADHD people going at it. It's going to happen. Um, this is I'm excited for this because this is the show where I'm going to talk more of my political side. And yeah, I have so many thoughts. I try to save it off of um, this show a little bit just because I want to keep it more nerd related. And I would love to get into the politics of like different um, subjects around like nerd culture, nerd gaming, but not quite into politics, politics, which is why me and Michael are creating this show potentially sometime in the future. Major ramble. Uh, We'll put it on, on all the social medias. And speaking of which, if you're listening to this, thank you. And please go to our Facebook page, Twitter, Instagram, all all the social medias. Give us a big like, follow, whatever that page, or whatever that social media page has, and please support this channel because I would love to keep doing this. All right, I think I'm good. Absolutely. All right. All right. <laughs> so, <laughs> I gotta get better at that. Getting getting used to it. All right, let's get into it. Um, spoiler warning. We're going to be talking about The Last of Us. We're going to talk about everything from episode one, two, three, four, and five, and the games. So if you don't want to get spoiled on any of those episodes, don't watch, don't listen to this episode. And if you don't want to get spoiled on the games, you, yeah. And if you don't want to get spoiled on the games, I mean, we won't go too into spoilers, but there might be some drops in there. So, fair warning to everybody. All right, Michael, any last uh, thoughts before we get into it? Uh, I think that's about it. Um, I did send you a message on the chat. Uh, you might want to drop the video for now. It's it's getting I'm getting some pretty bad cutout right now on my end. Okay, so, uh, yeah, gotcha. Cutting the video. You don't need it because it's not going on anyway. All right, now I can't look at my beautiful face. Such is life. Right. Such is life. Just grab a mirror and put it like right in front of you. That'll help. <laughs> that would be bad if that was like a necessary thing for me. Like I have to look at my face in order to I do need this. To stare at myself. I love myself. Inspiration. Narcissus would be proud. <laughs> he would be. All right. Okay, we're getting yeah, too I far guess, into it. Start with the games and like spoiler wording hardcore on that for everybody. Oh, we already did the spoiler warning. They're fairly warned at this point. I suppose. I, you know, I suppose. That's true. So, yeah, this is a Don't Evolve Me spoiler warning. If you go past this part, you will be spoiled. Deal with it. Or complain about it, actually. You can do that at our email. G- don't Evolve Me at gmail.com. All right, let's get into this. Don't, all right. Let's talk. Last of Us love in our history. How do we get started? Michael, you go first. I've been talking too much. 
Oh, how sweet. Letting me go first. Yeah, mm-hmm. I don't know. I guess I've been playing the games. I was trying to think about this the other day. I want to say it was 2014 or 2015 because it was the first game I got with the my PS4 that I bought back in college. I'd taken like a year off of playing games. I just got busy with life and other crap in general and just mm-hmm. hadn't played anything. Um, I really didn't think I was going to be playing anything for a while but then just one thing led to another and i ended up being getting a ps4 just kind of out of boredom and i started playing this game just thinking i'd drop it after like a week or two yep and i binged the hell out of it and before i knew it i was staring at the ending credits with like tears in my eyes and i was like wow that was super good it went back to the start menu and i immediately hit like play again like i just started a whole new game which i don't like my friend my friends and i think you know this like i i don't do that i usually play a game be like that's good drop it move on to the next thing so for me to like yeah. literally just say that's yeah, me too. i want to play it all over again um but yeah it just sucked me in and so for me like seeing this adaptation has been really special because i all like when i first watched it i was just like this is i truly believe and there might be other games that do this, but for me, this is like the first game I can really think of where mm-hmm. it pushed the envelope of what it means to be a story game and really redefines video games as more of a truly more modern art form. I mean, we've had throughout the years, you had books, then mm-hmm. you had like radio, then you had movies. And then, you know, I mean, the movies and television kind of evolved for a while, and now we've gotten to the point now where like you are part of the medium, you interact with medium you're not flipping pages your book you're truly yeah somebody was talking i i feel like this game is like when you think of like the best storytelling in video games this is the first game you think of is the last of us for me yeah it's just the most human like interactions they're not like i mean you see a lot of like video games where regardless of the genre the dialogue can be really stilted or just feel really weird and this game, it that you don't get that. It's very human, like how the characters talk and interact with each other. Mm-hmm. And they're not doing like I mean, one thing I love about games, but you almost had to like kind of leave it at the door is just how like jank things can be sometimes. Uh, yeah, like, like the I'm interaction between my, my buddy brought over. Oh, keep going. Yeah, like characters or even like side quests. Oh, I was gonna say my buddy came over and he had the new Hogwarts Legacy game with him. I'm not mm-hmm. gonna dig into that controversy, but he's just kind of showing it to me. Yeah. And one thing I noted is just like the cutscenes were pretty cool like pretty beautiful but then you'd get into like in-game dialogue and it was just like watching two plastic figures talk to each other and it was just like it wasn't human like no human Mm -hmm. says i'm gonna complete this sentence and then you're gonna complete your sentence and then i'm gonna say another sentence like you know what i mean like in the last one you get that like natural like flow of like Mm -hmm. joel starts saying something and you have ellie coming in and being like fuck you man like it's not (laughs) yeah it's just very it's they interrupt each other it's the most it's the closest to like natural dialogue i think i've seen in a video game that i can think of off the top of my head yeah i really like the um the interactions between like ellie and joel in the game when it comes to just like you're just walking around and then ellie will just randomly say something that's like uh boggles her curiosity and joel will just like randomly talk like a tidbit and then just seeing that progression 
from like um, level to level to level, how it just expands to them like actually growing. It's one of those experiences where it's like, okay, you got these two characters who are very short with each other. And then over like the course of the game, they start developing these longer conversations and more meaningful conversations. And I'm like, it's such a, just a beautiful way to like show a relationship grow. Like you see love yeah, happening. I think we'll also like, absolutely and i think also on top of that like besides like yeah the, you also have like the funny conversations like yeah just between them ellie pulling out the joke book and like reading off this fun- i would literally just i remember like when i played the game and that would happen i would literally just drop like basically just drop the controller and let her just talk for a while just to hear <laughs> Don't all move. jokes uh yeah i literally yeah i do that too so, um, like, all right i'm gonna stop doing what i'm doing so i want to hear what she has to say yeah, because I don't want to like trigger something where I'm gonna get like I lose the rest of this, and I still don't think they're still like I played that game like oh god, it got to be like three or four, maybe five times now. Mm-hmm. Um, I always kind of come back to it in some way, and there's still stuff I like new stuff I find like the last few times I played. I don't try to make this short, but like I found myself just like exploring the environment and like really looking at how much love and attention Naughty Dog put into like you're in a building. You're like, I wonder what this building is for. And you'll see like little like, oh, it was an architecture building because they have all these drawings. Like they never outright tell you, Mm -hmm. but you can kind of piece it together just by looking around. Um, So and I think that's really cool. Like it doesn't it's not just like a bland, desolate area where like, yeah, this could have been anything Like they really try to like personalize each little region which i think is fantastic yeah i think one of the coolest things about the game if uh for those who haven't played the game and are just listening to um this uh, who's just watched a tv show the game one of the cool things about the game is every room or like um house you kind of go into i wouldn't say every room but a lot of the rooms you go into has its own story and you'll find notes and you'll find kind of like the history of like what happened in this room um what like if they got infected if a loved one had to evacuate if they had to go to fedra the qz zone it was very much like episode three with uh bill and frank because that reminded me of one of the stories in the game of the last of us where they end up having the like two couples ended up like again spoiler alert for episode three um they had to kill themselves at the end they had like a matching suicide and I'm like, that is exactly what happened in a game and like a very small story. And it was like beautiful then, but it was very um, small and not as impactful. But you just read these like notes and you're like, oh, this is this is kind of cool to see. But you're like, you don't even see it. You just read it. And I thought it was a really cool tidbit to like the world that story. But like that's I could be wrong. I, that like, I don't remember that story. But I could be wrong. I don't know if it's that, that story. I don't know if it was that like if it was like there exactly like Bill and Frank. Like, but they did have a lot of uh yeah they had a they did have like that one moment where there is one there is one situation where like two people like commit suicide it's probably not exactly the same but like that's what it reminded me of bill and frank but we're getting ahead of ourselves a little bit so i'm gonna tell uh, i want to talk about my love or my history my love a little bit because i don't think i really talked about it in the the demi that i did so i got this game the night it came out, like the very night, I actually came like two weeks early because um, I watched Man of Steel 2. This is how old this game is. Not Man of Steel 2, the Man of Steel, the first one. I saw it in theaters. I thought the game came out the same uh, night. 
And so at 2 a.m., I went to Walmart pick, trying to pick this game. I'm like, oh, it doesn't come out for two weeks. And I was so mad because I was excited. So I've, I was a huge Naughty Dog fan um, with Uncharted. I got really into Uncharted, um, played two, three, was really into it. And they were like, oh, we're not going to make another Uncharted game. We're going to make Last of Us. And I, at first, I was disappointed because I wanted more Nathan Drake in my life. But then I kind of got like into this game a little bit more, and I'm like, oh, this is like a serious story. It's um, zombie apocalypse, and it's a survival game. And I'm like, at, like I watched the first trailer, the first gameplay trailer. And I'm like, ah, man, you got me. I'm sold. It's Naughty Dog. They're gonna, they're gonna kill it. Cause they're killing it with Uncharted. And I remember I was working at McDonald's at this time, and me and a buddy of mine, we both somehow, some way, volunteered to do a closing shift. And an open shift. And we were like, F it. We just got this brand new game. We're going to just close the store. Play this game. All the way up to we have to get up and get ready to go to the store. Horrible idea. Never do it. But I remember playing the first like. <laughs> uh, well, the game is like a 10. The working part is a 0. Well, yeah, I'm saying the experience. <laughs> like work, game, work. No oh, here's the thing. Here's the thing. I I left work early that day. I did. I did. I, my job only. My task at the time was like I only had like three hours of work, and if I did the three hours, I could just leave and go home. Whereas he had to actually be like in the store for eight hours. So my um, I left after like three hours to go home and sleep. My friend was like, "What the fuck are you doing, man? We had a pact." <laughs> I'm like, "Sorry, dude. I'm falling asleep in the back. I'm gonna I'm gonna go home." But anyway, um, uh, we uh. We did the opening like level or the opening like scene with uh, the daughter, and I just remember like the ending where she gets like killed and shot, and just going like, "Holy fucking damn!" We both just have tears in our eyes. So that's that's my I history. I really think that, uh, yeah, that moment just still gets me. Like I like I've played. I just one of my new one of my buddies just started playing the game now that the show has kind of been about i mean what we're like halfway through it at this point mm-hmm. and so he's like i really want to play this game he's never played a playstation he's always been an xbox guy yeah but i said all right yeah dude like yeah you can absolutely play it and i still tear up when i see that scene it just troy baker did such a phenomenal job in delivering that just agony like i can't even i don't have kids at this point in my life but i think well in the game experience loss in the game or Pedro Pascal yeah. in the show. But, well, I'm talking about Troy Baker specifically in the game. Uh, I'll oh, get okay. to Pedro's performance as well. But I just say that moment was just so impactful. Like, I remember being like, wow. Like, I yeah. got chills thinking about it. And just that that agony he delivers. Um, and so, like, even when he started playing, I'm like, oh, God. It's like that meme of Mr. Incredible saying, I can't. I'm not strong enough. Like, that's exactly how I feel every time. Like, I don't want to see this. It just breaks my heart every time. <laughs> but, yeah, oh. I don't know. It's uh, whew, it's raw. But, yeah, that's it. that's so fascinating. So you were like, OG, OG. See, like, I love yep. Naughty Dog growing up. I played the hell out of Jack and Daxter and Jack Two, I Crash think. Bandicoot. I just never ended up being that intrigued by Uncharted. I have since played it and love it, uh, but uh, at the it's time, amazing. It just didn't, the appeal wasn't there. wasn't there for me. Well, when and it first so, came out, I was uh, when it first came out, I was that jaded teen. I was like, "Fuck Uncharted!" I like my games. Why is this game so popular? 
And then I, I finally, yeah, I, I bought the pack of the one and two pack and I was like, all right, I'll, I'll try it. And then I fucking loved it. It is, it is a really cool game. And I think you see a lot of those design influences come through in the last of us with like the giant ornate set pieces, but oh yeah, yeah. that's so funny. Like just like you're, you're definitely way more OG than I am. Like, I don't even pretend to be, but I'm a, I'm OG as uh, I'm OG as you can be when it comes to the last of us. So yeah, that's why I wanted to talk about the show for so much. So uh, I guess it's, uh, you're kind of leading this, but uh, I guess if you wanted to, we can kind of leave that into discussion on episode that, one because I've got yeah that was <laughs> yeah that that was like I'm like all right we're already talking about episode one already so yeah let's get into it that that's basically my history I played Last of Us Part Two um, the moment it came out as well I was actually I think I was I was recovering from surgery I think when it came out so I had plenty of time to play it so I played it like all the way through I love Part Two as well it's definitely yeah. a different game. Um, but I, I, it's a different game than one different story. It's kind of a weird grief simulator. That's kind of like how, like the, how I call it. It's such a unique experimental storytelling game. And I have no idea how they're going to do season two for this game, but I, I enjoyed the experience as much as you can enjoy I definitely a game that makes you hate as much. Right, go on. Oh, I was going to say for the audience, Jake actually got me into the part two. I, I was a, one of the unfortunate few that was spoiled on part two. And I won't get into it because it would be, I want, I think people should experience it. But the way the person who spo- like leaked the game spoiled it, they did it in a way that A, is not accurate to how it actually plays out. Mm-hmm. B, uh, kind of leaves out a lot of details that are essential and see they just i mean honestly see it's just more of a and b just that they didn't put it in the right order and they left out a lot of key details but it was accurate enough that i thought that's how the story went so when i first heard it i was like that's dumb Mm -hmm. but now that uh I have played it and I've talked to not only you, but some other friends about the game. And then I was like, all right, I'll play part two. Cause I really liked part one. I was super excited for part two. Then the leaks came out and I kind of read it and I was like, what the hell? And I was yeah, like, I'm there's definitely a lot of subversion when like, it comes to part two and like expectations. There is, but there there's is. And sometimes the intention behind it though. When I keep thinking about the intention, I'm like, God, that's fucking brilliant. Not a lot. Of everyone loves it. it. I do think, but it's brilliant. I do think without absolutely. I do think without getting too much into the sport, the story itself. I do think they're gonna have to rework. I think you. I mean, without getting into it, they're gonna have to rework a lot of how that plot works in part two for our TV. Yeah, they, that's. So I'm, like, I'm excited do. for it to see how they're gonna do it because I trust this. Uh, yeah. We're barely talking about the show. We're just talking about the, the game at this point. Um, Greg uh, Mazin, I believe, is the. Uh, Shoner's name. Let's see if I can actually get it up. Yep. So I can say it right. Yep. Craig Craig Mason, right? I've been. Uh, he's Craig. Yep. Craig Mason. He did Chernobyl. Um, yep. I don't know much of his works, but I have been listening to the weekly Last of Us podcast with Neil Druckmann uh, and Craig and the various cast members. And yeah, he, uh, he. Now I think this is a perfect segue here because it, one thing I do think you and I both agree on is you can tell that he loves that game. Like everything about the show just screams mm-hmm. 
this game is important. This story is important. And yeah, we want to honor it as much as possible. And as somebody that loved the game, I really truly think like we haven't, I mean, it's not finished yet. They still have four episodes where they, episodes where they could conceivably fuck it up. I don't know. I don't think they're going to. They from what I, I don't I think they're go- I don't think they're going to. I think HBO knows this is their, I don't know if it's too bold to say, but I think HBO is counting on this being their next Game of Thrones in some ways. That was my thought, too. Um, I don't think it's going to be that. They're pushing hard. Hmm. I don't think it's going to be that level because Game of Thrones has like had like eight seasons, whereas this, I'm like, this has three, maybe. At most so far, yeah. Um, Well, at least you don't have to wait for them to... Right, wait eight years to maybe write a sequel. <laughs> we might. I'm not talking about any any specific <laughs> authors or anything right now. So, and I don't think Craig Mazon is going to act like any certain showrunners that would totally bastardize the source material and disrespect it in every conceivable way possible. But oh no, you know, I agree. I, I don't know if know, Craig Mazon. I don't know if he loves the game. I, but I know he's writing this as a love letter to the fans who do love the game. He's not going out there to try to change it. I mean, Neil Druckmann being also like those two working hand by hand to make this like the best story possible. And I, all the changes that Craig Mazin has, I like he's trying to adapt into his show. He's done so brilliantly. It makes sense and it makes it better. And we can dive into a I little agree. bit more deeper. Once we get into uh, episode three, four, and five, because that's where like the big changes happen. But let's let's segue oh, into yeah. oh yeah, let's segue to episode one and the first big change. How about that cold open? I loved it when I first like I got so I remember when it, I was waiting for weeks for the show to come out months honestly I was like oh my god it's it's coming it's coming I'm so excited I'm so fucking <laughs> the nervous, Last of Us I'm is so coming. excited because this is yeah. <laughs> <laughs> and like i just remember being so jacked and when that first opening happened i was kind of thrown off but i was like all right let's see what they say here and just the jordan peterson dude saying that oh yeah like i'm not scared of it like it was so like he was so it Wait, was did you right just say of, jordan like, peterson dude yeah he looks like jordan peterson take it like he does 100 percent looks like <laughs> Like, he does. He does look Jordan Peterson. He got. They go to the same. They look. They go to the same barber. Let's be honest here. They got that haircut and that like that armchair. Like just I don't know. He just reminded me of Jordan Peterson. But I had that. I had uh, the same thought. Just, I did. I did. <laughs> I was like, no, it's not him. But I did a double take at first. But I think how he kind of goes has that like levity to him you know at first he's kind of like joking around Mm -hmm. i'm not worried about pandemics and then he gets into the you know i'm worried about like how does he phrase it like is it like fungus i don't know how he exactly segues into it and then he just kind of casually name drops like the different various uh fungi that could infect us and then he drops the cordyceps line and they're like in between two other ones and i was like they don't even know uh and then I believe it cuts to the opening theme song right after that. And I was like, oh, yeah, boy. I just like how everyone don't like, even know what they're in for. I like how just everyone like joked about it. Like, oh, yeah, fungus infections, you know, and then he just kind of like slowly dropped knowledge. Like, oh, yeah, you're right. It doesn't go into humans. But what if the earth was just a little bit warmer? 
you know, say like that what part the got, gave me chills, dead ass. That part gave me chills. Well, yeah, because it's it's Woo! so relatable. Because here's the thing: we're not like the audience now that's watching this doesn't just relate to this as because of what what's happening with COVID, right? They're also relating to this what's happening with the globe and like global warming or climate change. Yep, where um, so it's like, oh shit, like that's actually happening this this is a possibility and then him going to the details of like yeah they don't kill you the fungus doesn't kill you keeps you alive it takes over your um, nervous system it basically makes you hallucinate and then you essentially just become a puppet and it goes into a detail my god that's so terrifying that is terrifying and i know such a terrifying like just thing like you're not you're no longer uh you're not dead and your body's animated. No, you're animated. You're living this. You're going through with this and you're not dying. You're and anyone who's played the game, you're like, oh shit, these things last for 20 plus years. Yep, absolutely. Well, and there's two th- a couple of things I think are really interesting about that. Number one, uh, they talked about it on uh, one of the, I think Craig and Neil talked about it on one of their podcasts or somewhere. Yeah, I think it was a podcast for episode five. They just dropped um, about how like how much of you is left after that infection takes hold. Mm-hmm. And they discussed that. But I remember also, and I swear it was in the game or somebody talked about it in an episode, but they talked about how the reason in the game the runners are like groaning and moaning is because they're literally like enough alive in there that they can, they're in pain from the infection taking over their bodies. And I was like... Oh, that's horrifying. Oh, yeah. That was a tidbit in the God, game, too. Oh. Was it? Okay, it must have been in the game I read it, because I was like, that is fucking terrifying. Can you imagine that you're just like in agony, you have no control over your body, and you're just in pain? Like, oh, oh, no. Yeah. Nope. That ain't it, chief. <laughs> so, yeah. Before we go in the uh, episode, okay. uh, uh, before we get into like episode more detailed-wise, what do you think about the change from spores to tendrils? Uh, kind of sad because I do really, really, really like the spores, but the tendrils I do, I do think make more sense. Uh, yeah, and like I think it would have been easier to show how legit Ellie's. There's a couple things, and I think you you might remember. There's a couple moments that I think in like season two they're gonna have issues with that. It's actually two mm. huge moments they're gonna have to rework yep. because of that uh unless they bring back the spores in another way which they I could don't, they certainly they could to. i'm sure there's it other things like different could, though i'm sure there's other things they can show that like does the same trick or not trick but the same basically the same job that um the spores did in part two I'm pretty sure they'll find a way. Like I trust Craig Mason at this point that they'll do something similar or some like cinematically will be the same theme narrative wise. All right. I I like the tendrils. Oh, they probably did. It's a nice change. I like it because it's, it's a little bit more terrifying. It's a little bit more invasive. Like you get a spore, like, Oh, you don't think about it, but the tendrils is like, Think of it like a worm crawling into your body. And then when we get into a little bit more episode two with a kiss, <laughs> the, yep. the kiss of death, 2003's kiss of the year. That's that's my nomination right there. 23, 23, but yes. 
Because <laughs> that was okay. So that was another thing I was going to bring up. Why do you? I and I still quite can't quite understand it, but I don't understand mm-hmm. why they set the games or the show farther back. Because in the games, I think you're in 2033, if I recall correctly. So I think so 20. Maybe, oh yeah. Uh, I, I think, think they did in 2000. I think what they yeah it was to the 2013 and then it was 20 years later it was 2033, and I think in the games they changed it because they wanted that nostalgia from uh, early 2000s. On top of the fact that like it's 2023 now in show, it's a little bit more relatable. That's and they fair. try to get that get that COVID like comparison a little bit too. So I'm assuming I, that's why they did it. I'm sure uh, Neil Druckmann or um, Craig Mazin has spoke on that issue. I haven't heard it. I don't recall hearing that, though. Yeah, I'll have to look into it because there's a couple like funny gags and like the games where like you'll find. I don't know if you ever noticed this, but when you're and this ties back into what we were talking about, like the the rooms you'll walk into, but like they'll have like a PS3 sitting casually by the somebody's TV, and I'm like, wow, this PS3 sold a lot better in this timeline. I think than it did. <laughs> <laughs> well, I'm a Sony fanboy. I'm not gonna lie, but let's be honest here. <laughs> Xbox 360. And every house has every house has a PlayStation three and where's the Xboxes? Yeah, they were all missing, all gone. Or like one thing I always thought was funny, I don't know if you ever caught this, but in part two you'll have like people like listening using their PlayStation portables as like little Walkman radios. <laughs> oh yeah. So I don't know, I just thought that was kind of funny. It happened at least twice in the back half of the game. <laughs> PST so. throwback or PSP throwback. Yep. So I, I had I one as a kid. They were funny. nice. You had a PSP? <laughs> yeah, I had a PSP. I actually used it a lot for music. I play like when I go on road trips to play like basketball or football. Like that was my go-to gaming entertainment device. PSP is nice. I miss ditto, it, but like every funny. every phone can probably play better than a PlayStation Portable at this point. So yeah, absolutely. Yeah, it's funny because I kind of did the same thing. I remember my PSP was just my go-to device for everything. It, it was, was not so the nice. most popular device, but it was nice. No, no, it wasn't. No. You didn't think it was nice? No, I thought it was no, I thought it was uh it wasn't the most popular. That's what I was agreeing upon. It wasn't the most popular. Oh, gotcha, not, gotcha. I was like I think I was like one of the only kids who had a PlayStation like portable. I don't know how yeah, I got it. Were, it was the DS. It was the Nintendo ride or die at that point. Um but, yeah, yeah. I I didn't go to DS until after that. Anyway, let's get back to uh, episode one. Let's talk about it. Uh, so we did Cole Open, and then they did early 2000s, and we got Sarah's perspective. And they changed this a little bit. They didn't just start us off with like the, the fungal infection. They kind of gave us more into Sarah's uh, life a little bit, and a little bit more dynamic of uh, her and Joel. And I actually really kind of appreciate that little bit of tidbit. I remember, I, I do now in hindsight, but I do think, at, when I remember when I was watching, I was like, when are we going to get to Ellie? Because in the game, and you know this because you've played it, it's not that long. Like, I was trying to kind of explain this to... So like an hour or so. But it's not that... Game, no, is it? 15 minutes. It, no, it's not even. I was play, just played it the other day with my friend. Uh, that was oh, okay. Maybe 15, I was thinking it was like an hour. Maybe 20 minutes. 
No, not even a little bit. You just you're getting there. Like there's none of that stuff really. Oh right, they yeah. Gotta just show you, like, you what happens. I guess it took me like an hour. I export everything. But yeah, it makes sense. Take, like, maybe there's some stuff to interact with. But there's not a whole lot to do initially, but um, yeah. So I was surprised because I got like not frustrated, frustrated, but I was like, when are we gonna get to Ellie? Because like the whole time in my head, I keep thinking. <laughs> And I wish this is why I wish I didn't know what the episode count was going to be. Oh, uh, yeah. It's because I kept thinking, you only have nine episodes to do this. How are you going to do this in nine episodes? And I still am like, how are you guys going to do this? And like, are you sure you don't I need still 10? Don't know, huh? I feel like 10 would be. I still don't know how I'm going to do like, this. I looked it's it probably my... It was probably my only well, criticism. Says, about... But apparently in the next. Oh, sorry. Go ahead. Yeah, you're good. This uh, for the for those in the uh, audience, I don't know how this is gonna sound once we get the actual uh, recording up. But on our end, I'm hearing bits and pieces of Michael, and sometimes I miss you a little bit, and we have like a two second delay. So if we're those awkward pauses, it's kind of what's happening. But the joys uh, of recording remotely for the first time. For the first time, yeah. we we're doing this remotely. <laughs> for the first time. So it's yeah, uh, it's a little bit different for me, uh, yeah. So going into Sarah and kind of going to the beginning, I really liked that opening because it, it was slow. I know you wanted to get into Ellie, but I and I was kind of like, oh man, how long are they gonna take with this episode count? Like, are we getting into the story? I had that thought a little bit, but I was also just so intrigued by the actual story being told in the opening scene, like with the um, the old lady when she went to the house and you can hear just see her twitch and it, especially if you know what's going on you're like she's infected what's it was it, the dog it, it, that it, fucked me up yeah when the dog yeah. just whining at her and you're like oh get out of there <laughs> like leave <laughs> <laughs> oh man dude that that yeah, opening is really brilliant i don't know what was that? I said the it was really brilliant. What's the uh, opening scene? Because what's really really cool, and they kind of spilled this out a little bit. In, I think episode four, um, and I kind of wish they wouldn't have like talked so specific about it. But the the conspiracy theory though about how everything was how everyone got infected, yeah, and how through the through the flower. And the flower, yep. And so, like Joel and Ellie, they kept denying things with flour in it. They didn't. They didn't have pancakes for breakfast. They didn't have. They uh, Joel forgot the cake on his birthday. Uh, they didn't eat the biscuits that the neighbors made, and then all the neighbors were infected. And Grandma got infected. And then I also really like the little tidbit too, because the when they found out they were infected and they were in the truck, uh, she's like, "People just get infected in the city, right?" And then you realize, crap, she just spent the whole day in the city getting a present for her dad. So she's worried yep. about whether she's infected or not. And it didn't even matter because she just died. She gets shot. Yeah, that moment is really, and I think you, I think you and I kind of already talked about this. Uh, Nico Parker just nailed it, that role as Sarah. Oh, Such yeah. A short, small amount of time in the show overall. End of the games and just to have that visceral reaction um so she dying. killed it pun intended you do even as the uh, 
Uh, <laughs> and just to have her like, I mean, as for me, like I've played the games and I like, I knew like, you, I mean, you don't get to see her very long in the games, but you still kind of get that attachment with her. I think it's because you play as her. And I think the mm-hmm. show did a great job of capturing that like intrigue you have in her as a character and then ripping her away from you. Even yeah, though you don't get that like one-on-one hand, hands-on time with her. But you do, though. That's it, weird because you get her perspective. You get yeah, all of her perspective. It. And you get enough of Joel, but you get like you live through her. And so in a weird way, through a TV show way, she's the main character. She's the player, right? She's the protagonist. And so I feel like mm-hmm. they transition from video game to TV show brilliantly for that reason alone. No, I mean, there's I many agree. reasons I why, agree. but like that's a big reason. Oh, the so I just thought of this. With the show. Oh, okay. Okay, so I just thought of this, and I'll, I'll let you go ahead. So I just had to stop. And I didn't really realize it till now. So this whole opening, I think, explains Last of Us perfectly because this infection happens, right? Everyone's running away from everyone um, getting infected. You see all the chaos of humanity, people fighting through each other, uh, pushing each other down just to escape the monsters, right? And Joel is trying so, so, so hard to save his daughter, to make sure Tommy's okay, to make sure they're okay. They're running from the infected. But what ends up getting Sarah isn't the infected. It's other people. No, it's, and it's I think what's brilliant. And... Yeah. And I think what's brilliant about it is like, you know, in this world where like you have mon- actual literal monsters, the literal monsters aren't the monsters. It's the people. It's the organization. It's the government. Like that's like, that's the villain. And I think that, um, Last of Us does like I know that's not the only show that does the same thing. Walking Dead does that as well, but I think Last of Us, the way they wrote it in the game and now in the TV show, I mean, it's like that. There is intention with that. There is intention with how um, Sarah dies. Absolutely, she and like I think, oh man, it's so hard to like not talk about the spoilers, but it's so funny, <laughs> like not funny actually, but it's so intriguing how they really wrap that all together and Mm. i know i think i've told you about this um a few months ago i actually read the book that was really heavily inspired the games um cormac mccarthy's the road if you like books you like dark fucked up things great book highly Mm. recommend it uh definitely not a light read but i couldn't put it down i read it in like a day and i think that game or I think this game, I think the game, the TV show, and that book all really do talk about what we value as humans and mm. the things we'll do to protect the things we care about. Um, and the conse- and like the game specifically, especially in part two, the consequences of those actions. And you kind of see it get tape bits and pieces of that in the first game. Yep, but obviously, and I like this is so hard to not go into this, Jake. <laughs> but you really get to see that those repercussions in uh, part two, and I am very eager to see how they handle that in season two. Um, so I think like episode one overall, though, honestly, for me, like I remember at the time being kind of like, ah, kind of let's get past Sarah and let's get into like you know the game, like mm. the Last of Us. 
but rewatching and watching again, and I don't think it's bad, but I definitely think the back half of the episode is weaker than the first half. Oh, easily. Um, like I was like I was a little bit less invested in it than I thought I was gonna be. And mm-hmm. I think that's actually that just speaks to the strength of the first initial like the prologue, so to speak. And then well, everything what... like Nico Parker and Pedro brought to the table as Joel and Sarah. Yeah. Well, what's interesting is this whole show is about Joel and Ellie, but I feel like the first three episodes, I would argue Joel and Ellie is like the weakest like part of the shows, which is so weird yeah, to think I about. Agree. And you think like you think like if you heard that, if I heard that um, ten years ago when this game came out, that hey, there's gonna be a TV show, and the first three episodes, I just watched the first three episodes. And Joel and Ellie is the worst part about the, or not the worst part, but it's like, it's not the best part of the show. You'd be like, holy shit, that's no, probably a shit not. show. But that's not the case. And it's really, just because, uh, it's just because like everything else is just done so great. And there's just not an, like the rest of this back half of like four or five. And I'm assuming here on out is going to be Joel and Ellie. This is all just yep. table setting for Joel and Ellie. Absolutely. And I think too, with the show, they have to do something the game does like Joel and Elliot do get that bond that I think you, we, I think you would agree. You really see it come into play in focus episode four and five. This, this, the, and so Ooh, far the show, yeah. like that's where episode I really four felt for that. sure in the episode four for sure. And in the game, what it's like a 12 or 16. It's not that long of a game, but I feel like mm-hmm. you don't really get to that point till honestly, like you don't get to that point where they have that bond. For until me, Pittsburgh. I feel like until after, I'd say after even. I don't feel like it's still after where we're probably going to be at the end of episode six. Oh yeah, like, no, I no, no. I think spoil it. I think their bond starts big... after Pittsburgh. Yeah, and like, so, the, like I think that's like when show, it starts. Like, okay, we have to. Yeah, and I think in the show they have to be like, okay, obviously we don't have that time to do that, so we need to kind of like. You slowly slow it slowly wow i'm stuttering so bad slowly show it growing in the first few episodes not much you're just gonna get little bits and pieces and then like pittsburgh makes more sense as a starting point for that relationship considering there's only because mm-hmm. if they do kind of how if they did it how the game does it it would be like episode six or seven where you really feel that connection yeah into the game, and that's fine because it's more of a slow burn. Into this, it can't be. It doesn't have the luxury of taking its time. Right, which we start that in four. But let's uh, let's get into episode uh, the ending of episode one and episode two, and we'll slowly yep. get to uh, three. We'll go, we'll go deep in three because I have lots of thoughts on three, but I don't think we can go that deep. Mm. Let's we'll get there. All right. So ending of episode one, I thought my first thoughts with the. Fedra camp, everything like became more saturated with like grays and greens. And I'm like, oh, this is such a tonal shift. But at the same time, when I first watched it, I was giddy. I was like, ah, this is the game I remember. This looks like the game. This feels like the game. And you get uh, I don't Joel know if you doing noticed, but work. There was definitely a lot of like honor, like like honor to the source material. Like there was like literally shot oh, so much, which I really appreciated. But yeah. So, yeah, so there's a lot of shots shot, which I think really uh, they deviate a lot uh, later on. But I think for uh, this 
this first episode, I'm like, you have to nail it because you have to trust. Like the audience has to trust you. The lovers of Last of Us, you need them, and they did such a great yep. job. Uh, great. They did the perfect blend of like I think honoring, like it was fan service to the right level. Like be like, hey, this is the source material. We're gonna respect mm-hmm. it, but we're gonna do our own thing with it, and we hope you enjoy it. And I don't think I've seen. I don't know what you, but I. Maybe that just I'm just been lucky because like honestly. I've heard murmurs of people raging about episode three, which we'll get into, but I personally haven't seen it as much. And I think it's a, because I, I, I'm not a huge social media guy in general, but uh, I don't think I've seen a lot of rage about the show in general because it's been so well done. Like, yeah, I've seen bits and pieces, but I think most people are just kind of like, yeah, shut up. You're just complaining. Like you can't complain. It's not good. You're just complaining that it's, you know, Hand, too gay yeah. and the thing is like the the and uh which i'm excited i'm intrigued to hear like kind of like your thoughts on that the changes um which i don't know if where you want to give the audience spoilers on how the game plays out or not because i kind of have been to my friends and well Haley like too uh like kind of like well that's not how it plays out in the game it plays out like abc not at all what they did here oh yeah no we're two, we're that We'll talk about the game. It's it's been ten years. They had ten years to play it. So yeah. um, spoiler, spoiler alert, warning: when we get there, folks. If you want to play so, the game, uh, but why are you watching the TV show? There, honestly, yeah, <laughs> that's honestly, my question. I, I think like, it's good. I think the sh- I personally think the TV show is great because there are people that I think would really love the story of The Last of Us, but they cannot get into. Like, I love the game, but to be honest yeah. with you, every time I play it, I'm like. Oof. like replaying it can get me a little rough because i'm like all right so i'm gonna go into an area i'm gonna collect stuff oh i'm gonna, <laughs> I'm gonna fight bad guys i'm gonna go into an area collect more stuff maybe get some little side story oh i'm gonna fight some more bad guys oh cool story there's a clicker all right now i'm gonna go back there's to a... collecting stuff <laughs> yep like now it's zombies there's a clicker ah! yeah. and then yeah. you die uh, yeah. the only over and over and over again by the show and i understand why they haven't done this in the show is the brutal death animations from the first, from the games? Because like you and I both know that what like if you get killed in that game, you get killed. You're dead. Like when oh, a clicker gets yeah. you, you're dead. When a blower oh, no, gets they're... you, you're fucking dead. Like they kind of oh did they that showed that though. They... Five. Oh, they didn't yeah, kind of do it. They totally did it with um. I mean, um, I, to- the, I, I made the actor of Tommy. Sadist. Yeah. Did you not I, see dude, that? Did you not see that? Oh, I did. I did. I did see how like he did the animation, but I like, and I understand why, because it would have been too graphic to show on a TV show. But like, I am just so used to that visceral imagery when that happens that I was like, oh, that's it. You're not even gonna let me see a close up of it, which is really not gonna let me die violently in this game. Yeah, but uh, Uh, but yeah, so that's one thing that like there's one there's one joke with that on the show. No, there's one joke with that before you go on. Um. So I don't know who said it. What was it? Um, you know, for this recreation of the TV show, Joel dies a lot less than my video game through. Yeah, I saw that too. This show isn't accurate to the game at all. He hasn't died twenty times just trying to get like a bottle of alcohol, <laughs> make a med kit. I'm like, God damn, that's true. In this playthrough, he never oh, dies. This is a perfect playthrough. Yeah, yeah. I he like did a he did a hardcore mode run, but uh, yeah. So honestly, episode one I thought was like was really good. 
to be honest with you, especially now in hindsight, and we'll see what people think. I actually think episode two has kind of been the weakest episode so far. For me, oh, we'll get into this. Your first thoughts on Ellie first um, before we get into episode two. Uh, I think Bella Ramsey, great actress. I don't really know if like, sh- hmm. okay, actually, I know exactly what to say here. I think she's a great Ellie. I was not so sure about hers and Pedro's. Compa- I think Pedro's a great Joel. I yep. I think they've got it now, but in the first few episodes, I really wasn't sure about their dynamic for me. Okay. Like, I was like, yeah. I don't know about this. I don't know. And they've kind of gotten it a little bit better now that I'm like, okay. I think okay. that's intentional, though. But, yeah. It just seemed really like, it didn't seem like in the game, it was kind of a hostile vibe between the two of them. Or like, mm. just like a, I don't know. Maybe maybe I'll... In the show. In the show, it was really... And in the, the show, show it really just hostile. seemed like two actors. It seemed like two okay. actors versus like two people that just weren't sure where they stood with each other. And that's where I kind of was like, I don't know. But then I think they, especially over the last episode and the, well, the last two episodes, I've been like, okay, I think you guys have kind of found now you probably work together at this point. They probably been working together for a few months. I'm like, okay, I think you found that chemistry you need as like these two characters. Also, yeah. can we just talk about how long it must have taken them to film this fucking thing? Because it took, like, in the game, it's, like, over the course of a year. So I'm pretty mm-hmm. sure they said they had to, like, actually slow down production time. Because I was like, oh, well, we have to wait for winter to film this part. So, <laughs> all right. But, yeah. Yeah, so, like, in the episode two, I kind of wasn't, like, I they had some moments of, like, decent chemistry. But, like, I don't think it really hit that for me. I did really like. Uh, fair. So first I agree. Off, I'm a huge I'm a huge Anna Tor- I, I can't pronounce her last name. Torv, the, the girl that plays Tess. Love her. Mm-hmm. Love her to death. Uh, and she's in one of my favorite sci-fi shows, Fringe. Viewers, listeners, if you're watching this and you haven't seen Fringe and you like a good sci-fi show, check that out. Because that show is absolutely fire. Uh, and that's where I had like first it got interest- introduced to her work as an actress. So when they announced her as Tess, I was like, hell yeah. And I think she knocked it out of the park. Uh, in that role, but I do think episode two was weaker. But I also think that's kind of one of the weaker parts of the game too. So it's I think it's kind of kind of biased towards that segment in general. It has great moments, but I don't think it's the strongest part of it. it it's it does what it needs to do for the story. It sets up the characters for the journey. Uh, yeah, I. I I'm, I'm like, debating on like how I want to rank these episodes, and we well, let's get to it at the end where we'll rank it uh, when we after we're done talking through all of it. Um, but I would agree, episode two it's either that or four for like weakest. But that's not that's not even a bad thing. Cause none of these episodes are weak, in my opinion. This episode I think did its They're job really, really well. Yeah. Yep. Absolutely. Uh, so um, I don't have a lot to say on episode two other than just like yeah it was nice clickers. See, like I like the clickers was cool and I really I have mixed feelings on it like okay so in the game you're a badass you see clickers and you're like I'm just gonna headshot this fucker okay cool done <laughs> and so in the show I was like why is it Joel killing them come on <laughs> yeah and the four when you first see him and you hear that and that you're like oh, I don't want to go uh. I died and, so many times the first time I seen a clicker, like that. It was in oh, the yeah, subway, so I was ex- I was expecting the subway dude, scene. I fucking hate that part. When I first played that game, I was like, I don't want like 
nope, I don't want to do this because you just there's like five it. clickers down there. You fuck up once, you're dead. Yeah, I hate it. I, I still think my favorite I, strat for the game is throwing a Molotov cocktail, letting them all run into it and kill themselves, and then just yep, clearing out the room. That's my strategy. Pro strat right uh, there. If you haven't played the game yet, you'll take that one for Throw free. lots of Molotov. That's your best fucking I do like they did the museum, because the museum part was also kind of like, oh, cool, they, that's a cool callback for the museum when you're trying to walk through, and that's where uh, Anna, that's where she gets, um, wait, Tess, I'm sorry yeah. uh, that's where Tess gets bit so they were very faithful that way i do like the i will say this i know in the game once you like master like how to kill clickers it's a lot easier and you're like oh yeah i feel very badass about it but i do like in the, how in the show they showed how strong clickers oh. are oh i kind of cut lost you there but uh yeah so basically like like sorry. it shows how strong clickers are like how much of a force these like oh yeah these the infected are and you can't just like, like oh yeah i'm just gonna go around just like unloading into one yeah you can't they're not just like some like you can't just shoot them in the head and they're done like at least you could do that with a runner yeah. conceivably but you know the clicker you're like you're gonna shoot that thing about 20 times and then it will maybe die mm-hmm. um so, so all right let's talk about let's talk about the ending of this episode yeah. and we can work the three if you want to if that's all right with you yeah, that's fine. Because I think that's like episode two, like for me, didn't have a lot of narrative happening until the ending. Not bad. It just had to do, like I said, I think it just had to do a lot of setup. So it's kind of. I, I love the like ending of the show. I episode to talk about in retrospective. Yeah. Um, I love the ending sorry, of the show. Because of the kiss of death. The kiss of 2023. This is my vote. I don't care what else is coming afterwards. For kiss of 23, this is it. The kiss of death. Test uh, te- like it's like the most horrifying way to go out. From what we know from the cold open, which we didn't even talk about for episode two, the cold open with Jakarta which and like was, uh, the bomb the city. That might be that one. Honestly, like that next to the first episode's cold open. I don't so know. Good. Those two are such a toss up between how good they are. Because I liked how like she was just like the part that gave me chills when I watched it was when she asked the guy like how many other people were in the factory and he basically, I don't know how it all came up, but she basically, he's basically like, there's five people mm-hmm. we haven't been able to locate. And right there, she was like, then we're fucked. Basically. She was like, we're done. Like bomb the city. That's yeah. your only bet. And I want to go home and be with my family. And I think like that to show that seriousness. And like, you so even in the game, I hadn't really considered it other than just like an abstract. Oh, I guess they did bomb the hell out of the city. And, like, to mm-hmm. have that context of, no, they literally were just trying to stop this infection and it didn't do a damn thing. Um, yeah, it's, it's just so mind-blowing. Trying to find uh, who um, plays that person. I can't find the actress. I know she's a really big uh, actress in Indonesia. And so props to her. She did a really good job of delivering that scene. Yep, so yeah, the cold open is good. I really like the ending. Um, you hear me? Yep, I hear you. Okay, so I really like the uh, ending of it, just because like what was amazing about it was everything we know about the cordyceps inf- infection. Tess is sacrificing herself. She's got bit. She knows she's turning right, and she's trying to light the flame, trying to burn them all, and she's essentially being attacked and kiss at this point and she 
I don't know if she knows it, but the audience knows if that thing doesn't go off, she is going to become one of them. And she has to live through that. Like that's going to be her reality unless it goes off. Like it's not about death at this point. It's either dying or being tormented for the next 20 years. And I'm like, that is, that is a fate worse than death. Like that is horrifying. Cause like, you're like, hey, I'm gonna die now. All right, I'm gonna try to. Oh crap! If I this isn't, and I'm like, it's. I don't know. Like that scene, I keep thinking about that scene and how terrifying that is. And it's just the look on the face of the affected and her and them kissing. It's just, it's just there always for the last like month. It's just been there. And then yeah. this is so arguably the weakest that... uh, episode of the show. And I'm like, but that image yeah. is still there. That so props really to them. Impactful. And like, yeah, absolutely. Good job, Anator. You kicked the ass. Uh, <laughs> I think two of the, I don't know if you've like, so I've been, I've been listening to them talk about the episodes because I just, mm-hmm. I can't get enough of this game series franchise. And I guess they talked about how, like, if you notice, like she starts kind of like shaking and like, she's stopping being able to, like, she's like kind of starts slowing down on like trying to light the, Ooh. the lighter. And yeah. I guess they were saying like, that's because she's literally on the verge of becoming a runner, like right there. Like she's like seconds away from it. That's why they don't rip her to shreds. Cause like, Oh, you're already infected. That's why he comes and gives her the kiss. And I was like, Oh, wow. so it's literally I, the last, I didn't know humanity. that. Like, yeah. Why, like that when I watched it, like I rewatched it right oh, after that. Was that's like, brilliant. Fucking wild. So it's literally just like her last shred of humanity. She's just trying to fucking flick this later. And like that's why the infected doesn't like otherwise normally if she was a human they would have literally just torn her to shreds but they're like there's no point you're already you're one of us and they're just trying to speed the infection up so like it was just her last bit of humanity as she's flicking that lighter trying to get it and like slowly slowly finally mm-hmm. gets it tosses it so it's something to think about but yeah that's just so funny because like, I don't know if you remember but that absolutely does not play out even remotely close to the same way in the game. Even mm-hmm. like that was when I was like, all right, they are definitely changing shit. And now I yeah, think it's a perfect segue <laughs> into episode trace. Bum, uh, bum, bum. I think it was really cool how they opened it up with Joel kind of having that little moment um, with the rocks and like thinking about Tess uh, by the river, mm. which I guess a lot of people from that area were laughing because like, yeah, it looks nothing like that up, <laughs> up around boston like not yeah. even a little bit they're like why are the fuck is this outside the city i'd love to go visit where's wow, where's the mountains funny. 10 yeah, miles away that's that not out. a thing <laughs> <laughs> so i think that was really like uh, cool to see him have that very because you don't really see that side of joel even in the games it's like that like like i mean he has some moments mm-hmm. where he's like yeah i fucked up with with uh yeah uh test but you see it in part two more not part one yeah you see it in part two in part one he's very um he's more of a rock mission yep yep and at least and you almost you almost question like you almost question like is because in the show tess and joel they come off more as a couple whereas the game you know that they're a thing but you're like yeah, like, is this a couple? Is this, like, um, is like, do you guys just fuck every once in a while? And it's just part of the mission? It seems like in the game, um, Tess is more 
controlling Joel, whereas in the show, it seems like they're more of a couple where she, you know, like in this in this episode, um, because like you have Joel and Tess, they show up like 10 years prior. So they're like, oh, they have a whole 10 years of history together. Yeah, it's like little yep, information. They, there's ten, and so it's like, oh no, they know each other. They're definitely family. They're they're a thing. Of whatever that thing is, they're definitely a thing. Whereas in the game, it's like, okay, there. This has been a year, two years. How long has this been? Yeah, you're not really sure to like the nature of their relationship, a hundred percent. Anyways, yeah. So, hmm. uh, so episode three though, yeah, just having him have that moment and then like be like, okay, he still has that stoic like I gotta move on, like I don't have a choice, I have to get keep going to survive. Um, and I don't really, I think there's a scene with them going into the gas station. Yeah, that was the gas station episode, which. That was that was like one of the weaker moments I feel like between Pedro and Be- Bella. It just didn't feel compared to at least episode four, episode three. I was like, I don't like, I don't know about this vibe between the two of them. And maybe I'll rewatch it. Like, okay, this is good. I just it's just like at times and like I think it's I think intentional. It sucks. Yeah, it could. It certainly could be. It's just something about the vibe overall that doesn't seem like for me. It doesn't seem like an at odds thing. It just seems like. Kind of like if you were like, I mean, I was a theater kid, so it'd be like if you knew like your lines to the script and then somebody else did, and you're like, okay, I'm going to perform this line, but I've never performed it with this other person. And you oh, do it, right. and it works because you both know your lines, but you're not really sure what the other, I guess that's where it feels like there's uncertainty between them, them as actors. Yeah, you don't like, know like how the other person's going to react, and they're still trying to figure it so out. So I'm like, which. I- yeah, so I don't think it's bad. I just think it took time, and I think you can definitely tell that episodes episode three as it went on and episode four and five i feel like they had more time together as act like actors and mm-hmm. it felt more like okay this is like even if it wasn't like that relationship um that it's gonna be uh without getting too much of the spoilers for the fans uh it's better than it was in episode three but so like so i kind of was unsure about that but I absolutely love how they did the cutaway to Bill with them going uh, to that, they finding the bodies or whatever, and then mm-hmm. opening with Bill Neil or Neil Nick Offerman coming out and saying, uh, "What does he say? It's something about the." <laughs> it's very the Ron new Swanson. World Order, fuck you, you New World Order jackboots or whatever. I just yep. love that. And then you get like that badass montage of uh, that Fleetwood Mac song playing while he builds up the mm-hmm. town. I was like, "All right, he's like uh, into it." So uh, before we yeah. before we get into Bill and Frank, I there's one lingering thought that I have with Ellie where she's in the gas station okay. and she goes underneath the I think in the bathroom or the back part of it and she finds the cl- uh, yep. not. I don't know if he's a clicker, but the infected that's trapped by the rubble and she's like cutting him open. And my first thought is kind of like, it's Ellie kind of a sociopath. Is she psychotic? Is this like some, it's like cutting this. this I'm going to drop something in the chat real quick because I don't want to say anything. Um, to the audience. Uh, but I think you'll get a kick out of it. (laughs) <laughs> I just said it. 
Sorry, audience. <laughs> this is, we do. I do this out of love. <laughs> oh, uh, <laughs> this is a spoiler for part two. Yeah. <laughs> uh, I can't think of like what. Um, I can't think of like what um what that would reference in part two. Um, uh, I can think of several. Uh, well, yeah, I know what eventually like if like what she becomes, but I'm just was was talking the reference of like the first game in the first in the show. Oh man, he's typing away. I am. Um, I just I need to like. <laughs> that's why I was like. That's literally the first thing I was like. Uh, that moment, yeah. <laughs> okay, in terms of like the first game in the in the show, not what Ellie becomes in part two. <laughs> um, like I, I had just questions because like in the first game, I remember she's a lot more of an innocent little girl than she is in the show. In the show, she's yeah, like, she is. she's like in like she's an asshole the first couple episodes, especially like Joel. She's very mean like understandably so in the circumstances and i really believe her character in the essence of the show but in the game she's a lot more innocent so i'm like this is this is different i'm like what's the intention that they have with this it makes sense because with part two what and what she ends up becoming i I feel like this is them putting little um little uh foreshadowing clues for what is to come which isn't really part of the first game but I'm like, oh, there's something about this scene, but I don't know what it is, and I feel like they haven't quite revealed it yet in the show up I to this point. Of... I don't, and I don't know if this is an original Go on. thought or if I just read this online and I think I might have stolen it from somebody. So I'm not going to pretend that it is 100% original. But I think, especially, did you ever play the DLC for uh, Last The Last of Us Left Behind? I have not actually. Really? And I see, okay, and so I'm, I, yeah, I haven't. You can spoil it. That's fine. I kind of know a little bit what happened. Well, I think we're gonna we're absolutely gonna get there in the shows in the show. Um, mm-hmm. but I think it kind of ties into that. I think it is like, I think she's angry at the world. I think she's like, oh fuck this fucking infection. Like, like I can, mm. like she's kind. Maybe I'm wrong. Maybe it's. I think it's a couple things. I think it's a power thing because I think she's a young girl in a very violent world, and it's a way to kind of like uh psychologically like for her to like say hey i'm powerful i can take this thing out right now and it can't do anything to stop me i think it's partially that mm-hmm. i think it's also partially anger at the situation she's in because yeah i mean it's great that she can't be affected oh but that's such also tess tess just died because right? of it too yeah exactly that anger of being like oh fuck you you keep fucking taking away and like people will get this and i think I don't know what next episode, but I suspect. And it also took away. It also took away. Seven. It took away Riley in the game. Yeah. Too, and I think that's what you're getting back. Yeah, episode seven is titled "Left Behind." Oh, so that's absolutely what it's going to be then. Um, and I Mm. think that's what. I think that's what I think it's rage. It's like this, and I which is also foreshadowing to part two. I think it's like that. That like I have power to do something about this, so I'm going to take advantage of it. And what Ellie mm. will discover uh, is that just because you have power doesn't mean you should use it um, without going too far into that. Mm. And what Joel discovers yeah. too, like there's consequences to your actions. They kind of go, there's like, there's a lot to be said there about power uh, and the power our choices have. 
and the impact. So, um, yeah, I don't know. I think it's uh, I think that was a really. I still don't really know how I feel about that scene in the context of the show. Like, like that's the thing I think maybe you and I can both relate to. It's really weird for me to watch a show because I know what's going to happen, but I don't. <laughs> but you it's don't. Like, I but you don't of, though too. You, and now, case fucking point. Now I think that is the perfect tie way. Uh, tie in episode three we get to frank and bill and as you yep. know and as i know that does not play out at all how it does in the game even a little bit so i was shocked no um, it doesn't i was shocked too and i kept like when they're doing the whole scene i'm just like when when are they getting to the present when are they getting yeah, to the exactly. present yep and it never came at least not in the way that it we wanted did. it to so, um, it's, uh, I don't know what the how to like talk about this episode because I'll be honest. All right, first first thoughts, I fucking love it. Like just straight up, yeah, like I just like as that. an episode of TV, it it's it was just such a great, beautiful show of like two people getting to know each other, becoming like each other's weaknesses and strengths, and just like it was just a, just a good love story. And I'm not saying it because yeah. it's it's lgbtq like i don't to me i'm like i don't even care like who these people are it's just such a beautiful way to like show two people just bonding even if they were not like a gay couple and they were just best friends to me it didn't matter it was just it was such a well-crafted story about two people endearing and surviving but also thriving in a world that we just got shown how ugly this world is and we're showing but like in this little pocket, there's this two people happiest they can be. Who having their and friends so over I'd, for lovely midday lunches and arms trying dealing. strawberries for the first time. Arms that was stealing. Beautiful. That moment was so beautiful oh, right there. Right. I absolutely, I abs- and I absolutely love Neil uh, the way Nick Offerman delivers that line. Which gun? <laughs> <laughs> just the, like it was just so fucking funny. Like I just died. Like. It was a little one. Don't worry about it. It was a little one. Don't, like such like a couple thing to say to somebody too. Like <laughs> I think you and I both get really like like you if you did something like that, you're sick of feeling be like, what did you? Which one? And you're like, don't, don't worry, it's nothing. Like you're good. It's it's fine. You're and fine. That you won't one, even notice. Yeah. <laughs> you won't even notice. Uh, here's the here's the and, funny thing though. Um, you know, like later on off screen. Uh, Bill got mad and was like, "God damn it, you sold my gun!" <laughs> At some point, you yeah, like you. Could... Yeah, absolutely, you can see that, and I just really like that. Uh, and I'm try- I I want to I really want to dig into this episode, but I think uh, we're gonna have to be watched, mindful of time. Unfortunately, uh, we do, but I will say we still have four things, and five to get I... to in that. Well, yeah, yep, exactly. So I think episode three really kind of encapsulated how this show is going to be different from the game it's still and yep. i think honestly it is better uh because in the game like what would you like in the game versus the show what like what would be the point it'd be like okay it's just gonna be a fucked environment like it doesn't <sighs> i don't know how to phrase it it doesn't Here, i got it let me take this one all right let me take this one okay so I have a lot of thoughts on this um, when it comes to like whether or not they should deviate. And so the whole point of this section in the game, for those who haven't played the game and only watched the show, 
this game, this section of the game is really, really fun. It's um, it's Bill taking a whole town, making it full of traps. You go through this town, you have to fight through these traps, and then you have to fight the infected that are in the surrounding of these gates. You get uh, there's a really cool scene where he gets roped up and he has to fight and save Ellie backwards. And then once they finally do meet Bill, um, Bill's this very much this right wing conspiracy um survivalist type of person who's like all prepped and ready and him and ellie just go back and forth shit talking to each other and it's fucking fantastic but the whole point and this is like that part i missed and that's the big part i missed but the whole point Agreed. of this section in the game is for one joel and ellie to kind of have like that little friction and for them to have like their start their purpose of bonding that's the whole point of this section is to start that purpose, start that bonding experience because this is their first journey together, just the these two. And I think when you think about the show, the show does this very, very well. They they start out. Um, Ellie's like, yo, don't fucking blame me for this. It's not my fault Tess died. So you start with that and then they go – through they see the Fedra burning bodies. They do the gas station. They go and ha- see what happened to Bill and Frank. Um, you understand that like, she sees that Joel is upset, even though it's very like subtle. And Pedro Pascal delivers like that acting in that scene where he's just subtly upset. You can tell just a little bit. It's so brilliant. And like you get that little uh, moment of vulnerability for Joel, and then you get Ellie apologizing. And then you see the letter and where it's like, hey, protect those who you love. And you start that little tidbit. And I'm like, that's the whole purpose of this section of the game is to start that relationship. And that's what this show does. So, no, they didn't go through this whole town and they didn't do this whole big action scene. But you got to think of it this way. You can't do action. This show is expensive as is. So they got to cut down a little bit to pieces if they want everything else I to look also, amazing. To interject here, I also think, and somebody pointed this out, especially with the clickers, the, what the show is yeah. trying to do is be more grounded. Like, let's be honest, in the show, Joel, or in the game, Joel is the most badass human being in existence. Because in that, that part of the game, <laughs> so you know, much. Before, he literally headshots clickers upside down by while being propelled by a rope. Uh, with like a handgun, he's not using like a sniper or anything crazy. Like he literally did a handgun. Uh, Reloads no too. In a bloater, Re- repeatedly doesn't drop any. Like yeah. and, and like, how are you gonna show that actually in a in a show? Uh, I think yeah. so. Like I think they kind of like, all right, we have to logistically change this. And like, I if if yep. you can't do that scene right, I just say don't do it at all. That's so I'm okay with that yeah. change. And I think instead they showed a more important story that I think ties into the theme of the show. And yep. I don't oh, definitely to, to people that, that haven't played the games and they don't understand yet. And I'll kind of give a little tidbit if somebody that's listening is thinking about playing the games. And in case you haven't noticed it, the first game is about love. Yep. Uh, and the second game, I agree that it's about grief, but I also think that Neil Druckmann put it best that it's a game about hate. And you'll see that yep. theme kind of come through. And so, which is what in terms of gameplay, like when I first heard that, I was like, how the fuck are they going to make, if the first game's about love, what the hell is hate look like in this world? And as Jake and I both know, it ain't, it don't look good. 
Uh, I'll say that. Oh, much. dude, it is. And you definitely. I have no idea how get in... No idea how you're gonna do this for season two. I, no I, yeah, I don't either. I'm really intrigued. I trust them at this point, but I, I'm, I'm like, good luck, guys. Like, you got a fucking, you got some very big shoes to fill. And I also think oh, I trust them, four though. and five definitely. Uh, if you kind of want to know what part two is like without playing it or being spoiled on it, episodes four and five are kind of, I think you would agree with this, Jake, are kind of the perfect sampler course for what to expect. Um, I would Kathleen love to talk about specifically. Three more. Yep, Kathleen. But I, I'd love to talk about episode three, three more, but I think uh, we got to be mindful of time here. Um, yeah. So I want to make sure we I think, yeah, your point. Yeah, your point. Uh, I think Kathleen hits it on perfectly. Let's finish up uh, three, and we'll go in the four and five. Um, I hate that we have to spend so little time on three because this is one of my. I would you agree this is like the best episode so far? Uh, I wouldn't. It's tough because it's so different from everything else. Like I feel like if you say it is, it, it it's is, hard, but it also. It's like it's kind of like how do you even compare? Because it's kind of its own real. I know, it really yeah. is a bottle episode where it's like kind of its own thing. It's not a not bottle that's episode. Bad. It's not I a bottle say episode. I would say bottle, I wouldn't. I mean, no, it's, it's not. not it's not a bottle episode. episode. Well, no, bottle episode is when you don't have a budget and you stay in one place. This ships around. It's 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 it's, it's, it's own story. Well, that's what I, well, I mean. That's what they. That's what Neil and Craig were saying. They're like, "Yeah, this is what we could." I mean, they consider it a bottle episode. I don't know what the exact nomenclature would be, but they they were calling yeah. that the only reason I guess they referred to it. And that's what Nick Offerman was saying. I guess in a couple of interviews, like, "Hey, if you don't want to watch the show, it's fine. You can just watch this one episode." Um, kind of skip ahead a little bit, of course, because it won't make sense otherwise. Mm-hmm. But I do think, uh, to kind of my last thoughts on it, I think the last shot of the episode was beautiful with them looking like being in that room oh, yeah. the window with them, which I also thought was a really nice little callback to the start menu of the game. Yeah. Um, which yep, I guess was like going to be too. an integral part of the show. They were originally going to have that be like how every episode opened was a different window and you were going to interact with it. And I'm like, that would have been fucking cool. That would have been so cool, but I understand why you didn't do it, but damn. So that, I did like that, that been little, unique. that would have been really unique. So, yeah, I don't know. I understood why yeah. they did it. Uh, uh, yeah, so I'll just finish with my thoughts on episode three. I thought, um, I think it's the best episode so far. It's hard to compare, obviously. The only reason why I, th- I say it's the best episode, it's almost like not a Last of Us episode, but it is. I think th- after yeah. watching episode three, my first, my one of my first thoughts was, is this the greatest episode of TV I've ever watched? There's not many show, there's not many episodes and shows where I'm like, yeah, shit, this is in consideration. Like I had that thought with episode three. I'm like, I don't, I know this is recency bias. I know that like I'm just like in the hype of this episode right after watching it. But also. Damn, I don't say that a lot of TV shows. I don't, I'm, for the most part, I feel like I'm level-headed. And this is a, one of the few episodes I'm like, damn, this might be one of the best shows I've ever, like, the best episodes I ever watched. Just straight up okay. from top, uh, start to finish. And the only a few other ones I can think of is um, maybe some Game of Thrones episode. Hardome was good. Um, Breaking Bad, Ozymandias. I'm saying that wrong. But yeah, it was, I still think my it was a good episode. Best episode. 
I really, I agree with you. It's a really good episode. I kind of would put it up there. I don't know if it would be my personal best episode, but it's definitely in my like. It's up there. Where me, like, kind of like I agree with you, Ozymandias from Breaking Bad is a great episode. Um, I would also say you already probably know what episode of a show, but Mr. Robot episode four oh seven. I want to say, oh, it's uh, you love Mr. Robot for sure. I do love that show, but that, that show episode about. specifically. Uh, Without spoiling it, it's the therapy episode in the last season that gets Ooh. really the ending. If you know what I'm talking okay. about, you yep. know what I, like that yep. episode. I remember being yep. like, I was crying at the end of that episode. Um, so yeah, I thought that was really cool. Uh, I think episode three did a great job of kind of like showing it ties into the theme of the first season and it ties into the theme of the first game, love and like there's a lot of beauty in love but there's also a lot of danger and also like kind of what i really like what frank said and i think like it kind of teared me up a little bit when i first heard it when i I talked about how he's like i'm not gonna say every day was a beautiful gift um and he talked about like straight up he's like and i I think anybody that's been in a long-term relationship will agree and they'll say like not every like not every day has been perfect there's been bad days and like and looking at billy's like i've had bad days with you but I've had more good days with you than bad days. And I've had more good days with you than no. anyone else. And I think that's yeah, really love. It is. Like, not that blind. I think a lot of people watch too many romantic comedies and think love's perfect. You're always mm. gonna you're always gonna get along and you're never gonna have a disagreement. And if you do, then it's not meant to be. And it's like no, real couples go through shit. You you can't not. It's mm-hmm. just how life goes. You like it's kind of funny how people like get that idealistic about it, but it's like they also get into a screaming match with their parents because some stupid they didn't go to the restaurant. You know what I mean? Like it's like mm. I think that that show really showed that romantic love is just as complicated as platonic, or as we'll see in the next episodes, for uh, fraternal. I believe is it fraternal or familial, familial love. Um. Yep. You're gonna segue on me, aren't you? I mean, that's where I was going, but uh, I'll, uh, <laughs> I know. Hold on. I, I had the segue. I had, I had the, I had the segue perfect. I'm like, God damn it, Michael's going to segue on me again. It's not even <laughs> a show at this point. You can, hey, when we have our own show, you can do all the segue. I, I <laughs> all think right. being a guest is a lot more fun than being the host. I do love being a host, though. <laughs> anyway, um, I just want to uh, capture one, one big point because you mentioned this show is about love. This episode shows love perfectly. I think what I love about the first game in this show, and this show is definitely leaning hard on this um, this theme, which is that love, um, love is dangerous. Love, you can do some bad things for love. And I think that they show the good that love can do in this episode. But as we segue into episode four and five and eventually the ending of this series, you're going to see why love gets you like why love is so destructive in some parts. And it's such a fascinating concept that most show, I don't even know what other show really gets into how love, like how, what people can do evil things for love. Yeah. And not even just like, and like it specifically, I don't know how you could without setting it in this setting because in this setting, all bets are off. Like, there is no 
for like better. There's no law enforcement to stop people from like in a TV show. If you murdered somebody for love, you'd be like, okay, they're gonna go to jail. But like, no, you're in a post apocalyptic world. Yep. People do some fucked up shit in this world, and we're gonna see really how dark it gets. And I think that's a perfect segue into oh, yeah. episode four. Uh, I think I really and five like and five. Four. Let's com- really let's let's combine them together because we got like not even twenty minutes. Okay, so. Uh, I think, yeah, and I was going to say, I think they basically are honestly just one episode split into two parts. Um, yes and no. So, one, I w- Yes and no. Part four and part five both have their um, arcs together. Part four, um, if you focus on just Ellie and Joel's relationship, they have a really, really cool arc that just takes place in part four. So I oh, agree okay. with you Agreed. for the whole the whole plot, but the big plot of Joel and Ellie. Let's just talk and dive into it and then we'll get into the big plot. Um, I really like yep. Joel and Ellie's relationship. This is where it takes off. Yes. This is exactly where I like looked at Haley and I'm like, or, I don't even know how I said it, but I was like, this is what I was waiting for. This is exactly what, if you, if you want to know why this game is special and you haven't played it, it is this episode perfectly encapsulates that it's this relationship between these two characters that are kind of at odds with each other but love it or hate it, love it or like it or not for the Mm -hmm. both of them, they are growing closer. Um, You see Joel slowly kind of starting to let down his guard a little bit and laugh at some stupid jokes. Uh, Even if he says they're (laughs) dumb, he still likes them. And you see Ellie realize that this man that she kind of has looked up to at this point does care for her and she i think she's still trying to grasp what level he does but you can tell it's not a common experience for her she's not used to this and she kind of likes in a good way she likes that attention it's like yeah when you're a little kid and you look up to somebody and you're at you that hero and that they they're like hey i'm gonna we're gonna hang out we're gonna go on this road trip together or go to a theme park together and you're just so excited you're like yes i can't wait to hang out i think that's what she's kind of going through and she's doing that, like kind of that little kid stuff, where she's like, oh, "I want to impress him with my, my dumb jokes," and you know, like she doesn't think. And I'm not saying they are dumb or like you know, but oh, no, they're no, they're great. My joke. This um, this one's really impressive. Oh, I'm gonna re-say it. Do you know that diarrhea is hereditary? It runs in your genes. Yeah, that line. I literally did die laughing when when they did that, <laughs> and I thought that was such. And for you and me, we both know like. That was one thing I was kind of waiting for was her busting out the joke book because uh, in the games, as you go through different areas, she'll read it off. I don't think we're going to get a whole lot of that in the show just due to time constraints, but it's kind of like every region. I hope know, we get a little bit more. Least, yeah, I hope we get, I think we will probably get a little bit more, but probably not a lot more. Um, so yeah, episode four, I really liked it. I really did feel like the two of them growing closer and like, I also like there's elements of, that they couldn't do that they didn't show in the games that they did in the show, which is like them sleeping and like when they're driving, they just go way the fuck deep into a forest, which is so smart. Yeah, it was just point A to point B, whereas this one they're like, hey, we're gonna go, like, we're gonna go camp beings, in the woods. We have there's to no, sleep. Um, yeah, there's no infected here. I'm worried about people, yeah. and I'm like, oh, that's that's a really that's cool tidbit. Smart. Like that's yeah, I I'm even, like, like I oh, we didn't get that in the game. Or yeah, the the editing with the coffee. Uh, where he's like, oh, that smells like shit. And yep. he's like, yep. And, and then it just cuts right. I'm like, oh, oh. 
I'm like, that's that's hilarious. Like, that's like a cool, like, it's not even an acting thing. It's like uh, just the way they cut it. I'm like, that's that's funny. That's yeah. a cool and edit. It, and I just think it was kind of cool how they show. Because in the game, it's a lot of loud moments. I mean, there's quiet moments, but it's a lot of quiet moments in between loud moments. In the show, it feels like there's a yep. lot of quiet moments in between loud moments. Wait, did I say that right? I think I did. Yes, um, yes, you did. Because, like, in the show, it's it's gun. Like, I was kind of what I was saying earlier. It's like, oh, we're in a fight now. We're going to go collect stuff. We're in a fight now. Okay, now we're going to have this really beautiful, impactful moment. We're in another fight now. In the show, it's like, okay, we're driving. We're hanging out. We're talking. Like, there's been... And this is one thing I was, my friend was kind of whinging about a little bit, but I'm like, eh, I'm okay with it, which he's, he's like, there's not a lot of action in this show. I thought it was going to be a, a big zombie, like, and I'm like, eh, I think it's better for that to kind of be the backdrop rather than the main focus. Um, I, I think agree. That's the whole point of the, that's the kind of the point of the game. Like the story yeah. is what sells, not the gameplay. Yeah. Gameplay like, is I great. Not... I enjoy it. I enjoy it, but I definitely would this, say it's like uh, the top greatest game. I think it's a story that elevates the gameplay, not the other way around. For me personally, yeah, I think it. I yeah, think it if you uh, really well, but if it, for the story sure. wasn't good, if I don't you, think the gameplay would carry it. Oh, that's what I was gonna say. Yeah, if like the story was shit, the game like the game would have sucked. Whereas if like the gameplay sucked even more than it did, and I thought the gameplay was great, but I know a lot of people complained about it. Like, if the gameplay was even a little bit more worse, like, sure, the game would take a little bit of hit, but the story would have sold this game still. Absolutely. And so, I think, and I think the I show... Think really... Oh, God. <laughs> Sorry. <laughs> Sorry. I hate this that there's a delay here. Um, I, See, I like how the show... Now, it must be just on your side. Oh, it must... It seems like you're getting a delay. Maybe it's just me. Um... Anyway, I would say like yeah, I like how the show just leans into the story elements to it because that tells me one. I mean, it's Neil Drunkman who's doing it, but it tells me that like, both the creators understand why the show, like why the game works so well, and what needs to happen in the show for this to work. And that's the character moments. That's the that's the quiet moments. The action is like the frosting on a cake but like you need to make sure the cake is actually good and not dry and it tastes good the action itself is the frosting yep absolutely uh and i think so kind of going into that so we obviously in the episode four we get a lot of quiet moments a lot of uh beautiful little moments between ellie and joel one thing i really liked is how they so actually i'm gonna say one thing i didn't like and one thing i really liked one thing i didn't like is and I, I understand why this is going to happen. I don't think, and I don't know, think the show is going to be able to. I'm really worried about one moment at the ending of the game that I think is going to get cut, and that's going to break my heart, or they're going to change it. Uh, it's the most beautiful. Ooh, I think you might part? know it's the most beautiful moment in the game. I'm going to just send you one word uh, in the chat. Oh, is is it is it an animal that starts with a G? It is an animal. It is an animal. Yes, I'm really fucking worried they're going to cut that scene and that's going to break my heart. I don't think they are. I don't think they are. I really hope they don't because I don't think you can. I I don't think you can. I don't think you can. Well, that's too hard, so we're going to do this instead and that that would that would break my heart. Um No, I think they I think I I have faith in them. They're going to keep it. 
I I hope so. So like that. So that leads me to my thing. So Kansas City, like, I think that they kind of mm. the one thing I really my biggest gripe about episode four is I'm like, oh man, this is not nearly as exciting as it was getting to Pittsburgh. Pittsburgh, it's just that's huge, fair. fucking crazy. Like you're like, oh yeah. Like I like I still think that segment's a little too long for my liking now that I played it a few times. But one thing yep. that's really cool about it is like you. Like I, cause I after we watched episode four with the scene with them getting ambushed, I went and showed my friend who then after this wanted to play the game. I showed him what actually like how that plays out in the game and how it's like this really intricate set with like a little fucking bus flying down one of the roads to try to clip Joel and Ellie and like there's gates and like and how yeah. insane it gets. And I think that unfortunately, let's be like I know I know they said it was a location thing, but I also think it's a budget thing. Like, are you really gonna put that much crazy time and effort into? a scene that's gonna last two minutes maybe like and i get why they didn't right but now here's the but caveat the but i really the liked how caveat, they showed nice <laughs> i really really liked the part with ellie having to kill that guy or shoot him she didn't even kill him but like and how that fucked her up like you can mm-hmm. tell she like that's kind of the inverse i think of that moment in episode three where she was like i feel powerful yep. and then she gets that power and uses it on another person and feels instantly awful about it. And I like yeah. that because in the game, in the game, I'm going to kind of spoil this a little bit. Uh, if you haven't played it, even I, Jake's sake of yeah, 10 years. Okay. You fucked yourself. But uh, in the game, I don't know if you remember, but when that kind of similar scene plays out, Joel gets mad at Ellie for shooting that gun and taking out somebody that was going to take him out. Oh, like yeah, because he didn't want to be part of it. He's like, what? The? Yeah, he's like, I didn't want you to have a gun. You shouldn't have done that, blah, blah, blah. And mm-hmm. she's pissed at him, and it's kind of awkward for a little bit. And then afterwards, they have basically a similar moment that they did in the show. But in the show, he kind of more instantly, like, he gets a little mad, but he's more like, fuck, I fucked up. Like, you shouldn't have had to do that. And I think that's another one. Of I like that. I like they, that change. I, I think that was a better change for their relationship because – Honestly, in the game, I was like, Joel, fuck you, man. We were going to get our asses killed. She saved us. Stop being a dick. <laughs> and also in the show, in the game, yeah. she's a lot more like, oh, I, she literally says, I shot the hell out of that guy. Like, she doesn't really, like, have the impact of taking another human's life. Whereas in the show, mm-hmm. she really has that visceral, like, I don't want to do this. I really don't want to do this. And yeah. I, I got, like, kind of grossed out a little bit. And I think it was great, fucked up, great how they, like, had him begging for his life and my mom will save you please don't kill me i can't and then the part where i really fucked me up was like i can't feel my legs anymore and i was like she shot him in the spine Ooh. like like even if they had it's very part him, two yeah it's very part two it's... very part two and like even if they hadn't killed him he was basically a dead man like he had a spinal injury in the post-apocalyptic world was like i'm not trying to like to yeah you're dead on disabled people but like you can't like you can't escape anything or you're very limited um, well i should say like yeah you're dead but like you're like and you're living in this very grim world where even if you were able to survive you were like modifications that whole gang that kathleen is now part of the rebellion even though i think she's close to this individual i forget her brother son or was it no relation? I don't know if they had a relation, but I think it's kind of like a family thing, like an extended family, like he's like a cousin. Yeah. You know what I mean? Like, you're not happy, but and I don't think they would have hurt him, but like, also, like, I even I, I don't know. Like, I, I feel like they might have killed him because, oh, you can't walk anymore? Like, 
what use are you? I, like, it wouldn't surprise <laughs> you. Yeah, yeah like, I like, well, why as well just, um, yep, bye. And I would, even if they didn't kill him, like, even if it's not like, like, let's say, like, it wouldn't have been an issue of survival. Like, how is he going to survive the injury in and of itself? He got shot in the fucking spine. Like, yeah. there's not a surgeon that can take that bullet out. And if somebody goes in there to take it out, they're probably going to make it worse. Like, that's more what I'm getting at with, like, the... Like, because they're prop. I mean, we'll see. I'm assuming there probably would be a place for him in a community, but those communities, I mean, as we will kind of get into this in a little bit here, but uh, they are very fragile. It doesn't take much um, for them to get crushed, utterly and completely crushed. Mm-hmm. So uh, that's kind of the part that no, just for sure. stuck with me as like, he's, he's like fucked. Like, what's he going to do? I mean, maybe he's fine and. Um, yeah, I don't know. That's yeah. That's just really tough. Uh, sorry, it was cutting a little bit in and out, so uh, was trying to get bits and pieces. But we have a little bit of time left, um, so let's get into Kathleen a little bit. This is a huge deviation in the game. We don't get to see the people in Pittsburgh or the hunters. I forget what their actual name were. I thought it was the they, hunters. They were, they were called we the hunters. Yeah. Okay, we didn't really get to see much of them in the game. We're in the show. We got we got a lot. We had a whole yeah. Kathleen rebellion, Fedra dying, and I I really I actually really enjoyed Kathleen as a character. I I, do I don't know why people were mad about. I really liked that she was this, uh, sweet like kind of like like when you hear her speak, you, like somebody. I think it, Neil Druckmann said it. It was like a kindergartner, kindergarten teacher gone wild or like gone evil. Yeah. And I kind of like, like, I like that vibe. Like, she's so sweet, and, like, you wouldn't, you'd be like, oh, she's, like, a nice gal, and, you know. She's very Midwest, bring, Minnesota probably nice. Probably bring like, a nice potato salad to the next family barbecue, and I'll enjoy it thoroughly, and we'll have, we'll talk, talk shit about, about the other neighbors. Yep, and she'll tell me about her three cats at home, and how they're, how Mr. Mittens is doing ever since his operation, and in this, you see that co- completely corrupted, too. Yeah, I'm. I'm like that voice is sweet as sugar, but she'll point a gun at you. Like I absolutely love that line she says to the doctor at the beginning of episode four, where she's like, "He's like, Dad, a gun to my head," and he, then she just points the gun at his head and says, "Have I met the conditions necessary for you to start mm-hmm. talking?" And I thought I was like, "Damn, this bitch, this bitch is gonna fuck shit up." Oh, like I just loved that. Like I, major props to I forget her name, but like, I. Anybody that uh, missed the on actress? that, I think, yeah, what was it? But like, I uh, absolutely loved I how badass she was. I did too, and I, I liked her connection with like Henry and Sam too. Uh, Melina, wait, no, Melanie, Melanie Lewinsky, oh. not Lewinsky. Uh, yeah, it's yeah. something with an L. Linsky, Linsky. But yeah, uh, on the off chance this podcast ever blows up, Melanie. You kicked ass. Fuck the haters. I would watch a movie with you killing a shitload of zombies and baking cookies on the side. Uh, it would be the best. <laughs> 10 out of 10 would recommend. You could do it. Fuck the haters. Uh, yeah, I don't know anybody that didn't like that. I am like, what drugs are you smoking? I don't like what show are you watching? First off, like, how is I think it's good? I think it's a lot of people who are like, I don't believe a woman could do like. Like her Honestly, I think be, that's uh, what it is too. I think it's like, oh, she's not tough enough, and it's like, what does she need to be tough? 
to have a deeper voice. Like, I mean, no, she's, she's fucking bad. terrifying. She's a bad she's, bitch. She's, she's gonna a come bad out. Bitch. She's gonna come. She's gonna come with you, very, very sweet, like, and it's like, I am the monster who's gonna murder you, and you're like, yeah. uh. She's like, hey, do you want some cookies? I place them with poison. Please eat these yep. so you can die. Like that's like the vibe I got from her. And I I got the sense that she is a strong individual. She's just not like the typical leader you see that's like huffing and puffing around and yelling at people. No, she just she has like that mom vibe, but like that strong, like yeah, no, I I got this. And well, I think what's cool about that is like it's kinda like Oh, the mother bear is the most terrifying creature in planet Earth. Like, because she will fuck up anybody that comes for her cubs. And mm-hmm. she kind of showed that. Like, whether Sam, like, I don't agree with her, but whether Sam intended to or not. Oh, no. Or not Sam. I always get the Henry. Up. Henry. Whether let's transition that. To, let's transition to Henry and Sam with this, too. Uh, yes. He, whether he intended to or not, he crossed her. And I, like, so yeah. I really like the changes they made between Sam and Henry. I really like that they made. Uh, Sam. Uh, uh, why am I blinking? Deaf, and they, they really forged that bond between him and Henry even more. And then the added twist at the end that he had leukemia really like, oh, what, that was a total gut mm-hmm. punch. Um, it was like, oh, I understand why Henry did that, and I understand why Kathleen's mad. Yep, and but the part that was really that was really fucked up was at the at the very their kind of final confrontation where he begs he's like just you can have me but just let him go and this is kind of where i think it gets in that part two thing and she's like no i'm not gonna let him go and he's where he said something to the effect of like henry this is the real world kids die maybe he was meant to die like i was like what a just a horrible (laughs) thing to say to somebody like well fuck you yeah, and that's I where I was no like, all right, I die. like you as a character, but I'm definitely okay with you dying. Um, which I will say this um, episode. Oh, how bad are we doing on time, by the way? I just want to make sure I'm being crunchy. Oh, uh, we got like, we got like 10 minutes. So we got to be quick. Okay. Um, okay. Quick, so I'll be, uh, let's be quick about okay, go ahead. Sam. Sam, what do you think about the changes of making him death? I really liked it. I thought it made him a strong, a more intriguing character. And I think that they also made him younger too, yep. which I like that too. He's kind of really, truly even more naive to the world than he was in the game. Yeah. Um, and I think it also helped forge that relationship between him and Ellie better. I also really liked that. Oh, that relationship scene. was beautiful. It was. And you saw that Ellie, like I, I, I like teared up a little bit when Ellie tried putting the blood on him to like cure him. Oh like, yeah. Ellie, you're giving him false hope can't like and then she sees mm-hmm. that it doesn't doesn't work um like that broke my heart a little bit uh but i really like that because he was more naive and like innocent and true true innocence ellie's kind of like she's innocent but she's got that darkness sam is a sugar cookie like he's never done a bad that you could t- he's just not i feel like sam would be the little kid that would break somebody else's toy and cry about it and be like i'm a bad mm-hmm. person you know what i mean like I think he's truly that true innocence, and you get to see that just for no good reason, yeah. just snuffed out. And the worst part yet is Henry having to be the person that's not like puts his brother down. Um, and my that my, scene was so friends, sad. It really was. One of my friends didn't really get it. He's like, "Why did he kill himself?" I'm like, "Dude, that was like he did everything to protect his brother. He everything was... they just went through was." 
was for his brother and then just gone just stripped away like nothing he, and um, he had to kill him too and he yeah. he did it to save Ellie and Joel yep and it was just and like that like, that was his purpose and just now, like uh uh Frank was Bill's purpose Joel um Ellie is Joel's purpose same with Tess that was uh Sam is Henry's purpose Sam died I really like yeah and I really like now for people that haven't played the games this is very different from how this is another big deviation in the games Sam and Henry are just passing through Pittsburgh just like Joel and Ellie there's not any of this big mm-hmm. conflict yep. with Kathleen and I really liked how they changed that because it made Kansas City feel a little bit more if feel more like a place with history than Pittsburgh did in the games um I don't know if you yeah. really read many of the notes in the games, but I really like that there's that scene down in the tunnels. That was replica from the sewer system in mm-hmm. the first game. And mm-hmm. that guy, Ish, if you found his notes, like they kind of talked yeah. about, I guess, how they wanted to do stuff with that, but they just didn't have the time. Like, we can at least put a little nod in here to show, hey, these characters existed. Because I really liked finding that guy's notes and stuff when I played the game. So I thought that was like, I was like, all right, if I can't right. get a full episode, I'll take the nod. Um, but yeah, and yeah. Then the clickers. At least it's like a love letter. Yeah. Yeah, so let's end with the clickers. The fucking little Oh, girl and the sniper clicker. scene too. Yeah. The sniper scene was badass. I like that they changed it to an old man that was just like he's a shit aim, <laughs> and that's how Joel was able to take him out and be a little more human and ask him not to take him out. Or be like, please don't make him. He's not a shit aim in the game. Yeah, in the game, you're like, God, you're like running through this town. I hated that part. Boom, death animation. Boom, death animation. Boom, death animation. (laughs) Oh, my God. Yeah, so not at all like that in the game, folks. Um, But, yeah, I liked how they kind of changed that. And then I really liked how terrifying the bloater was, and I really liked how terrifying that little girl clicker was that killed Kathleen. That was like all like the gymnastic moves and shit. I was like, oh, fuck no. And I also thought to myself, if they do make part three, they absolutely better have clickers that act like that. Really like contorted and shit. Yep. Oh. That would be terrifying and beautiful to watch. That would be so terrifying. Just walk into a room and just a little go clicker. You know, and you're like, I like yeah, I don't want to fight this. Oh, thing. fast, fast, small clickers. Fuck that. But it would be awesome. Oh. <laughs> so yeah, I'd be think so that, terrifying. Uh, so to backtrack a little bit, I think one thing to kind of leave on, and I always kind of was confused by this part, without getting into spoilers, what I think the next episode will be. Um, so in the game, there's next part uh, coming up, without spoiling anything, there's a big confrontation between a couple characters. And I was kind of, when I first played it, I was kind of confused about why that happened. There's There's the trailer. The trailer shows yeah, uh, the next week. It... You haven't seen it yet. Uh, uh-uh, I'll have to watch it after this. But okay, um... let me uh, let me talk about it then. Just uh, okay, bef- yeah. let me. Can I play it set for you for a little bit? So the next yep. the next episode's called Kin. It's on Sunday. It, the trailer shows Joel and Ellie going into a settlement and they find Tommy, and that's basically the trailer. Yep. And then they show a little bit of scenes of them riding horses and it seems like they go to uh the university scene and some woods scenes so i don't know if it's going to be completely at um the wyoming location that's in the game i think it's going to be multiple locations yep Yep. so that's that's my plate setting for you but continue on michael so uh there's some big confrontation scenes 
and uh, man, it's hard to not talk about spoilers here. But essentially, two characters have a big moment um, that kind of shapes the rest of the game. Mm-hmm. And I was always kind of confused about why the moment happened. Like, not that it happened, but like why one of the characters was kind of being cold, I guess. And I think the end. Yeah. Oh, fuck, I can't. This is too hard to not spoil. This is like literally impossible. All right. If you. Are you, t- are are you talking about the right changing now, of the guards? The changing yes, of the guards. The of the, uh, I was like, why are they doing that? Like, why does why does that person want to do that? And I think you see that why that happens. That person realizes. I'm gonna okay. I'm just gonna say it right now, full frontal. Uh, skip like two minutes. I'll be extremely short about this. I'm just gonna be honest. I'm gonna be. I'm just saying. So, why <laughs> Joel wants to give Ellie up, and I think you see that at the end of this last episode, he sees. Oh fuck! This is what I'm getting myself into. When he sees Henry kill himself, he's like, "I'm making. I'm getting to that point. I'm like, because he cannot lose another daughter. He can't. He literally, it almost killed him the first time. And I think he sees that right now with Sam and Henry. He just saw it happen, and it's like the world saying, like, you better be fucking careful, man. You're you are on mm-hmm. to quote to quote a certain Troy Baker. You are on mighty thin ass. Uh, and <laughs> nice. I think. That is where he's at. I think he's like I'm. He's scared shitless, and I think that's how they're gonna kind of tie into it. So, that's my two minute take. That was a minute. So, thank you for letting me. <laughs> I think. Uh, yeah, you're good. I think they're gonna do that. Honestly, I don't know if it's gonna be the end of the episode. I'm getting the sense that they're gonna go to the one location, and then they're gonna skip forward into the other locations. And I think they're gonna end this. Here, here, all right. Spoiler alert. This is my thought. I don't know what it's gonna be. Uh, what these episodes are going to be like, just because there is a lot of changes. But I believe this is going to be up into Wyoming. They see Tommy. We already know that. And then it's going to lead into um, them going to a university, which is they go into a game, and then they go into the woods for a little bit. And I think it ends with them in the woods. And at least uh, left behind is where uh, Joel gets injured. Yep, I and agree. I think that's how exactly the- it's going to play out. And then eight will be like the David probably cannibals. Yep. David cannibals. Yep. And then nine will be the big finale that we're all hoping and waiting to see. And yes, spoiler alert. I do think I'm calling it now. There will be giraffes. And if they're not giraffes, it'll be something as beautiful as giraffes. It can't be more beautiful than fucking giraffes. That was the most beautiful. There, it's going to be giraffes. It has They're to be. doing they it. Better, like, if they have that epic scene for Pittsburgh, they better fucking have giraffes. That's all I got to say. Well, I think that was a beautiful <laughs> little conversation we had there. Uh, we're definitely inching dangerously close to borrowed time. Uh, man, thanks for having yeah, me. Yeah, I want to say little conversation. <laughs> yeah, thank you. Um, yeah, we're going to I mean, you're going to have to come back on to talk about episode six, seven, eight, and nine. So. Oh, absolutely. Absolutely. Um, yeah, yeah. So this, uh, this was Michael. Thank you for coming on. Uh, I'm your host, Jake Sherbing, and this is Don't Evolve Me, and we don't have an outro yet. So, uh, bye. See you later, everybody.